Kia ora and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Exeter Trials Football Podcast, the home of alternative football. Before we start today's episode, I just want to say a quick thank you to everyone for your support and messages, wishing us all the best for three years and of course, 100 episodes of the podcast. It's been a long slog to get there, but it's been worth the grind. So thanks for being with us on the journey so far. Now, helping me get to another milestone, we've got Lyle, the Perth Gooner. How's it going, mate? Eddie, how are we, my bro? Not too bad, my friend. Not too bad. It's August. The party's still going. Well, I haven't stopped anyway. So, uh, And the football season's about to start uh, tomorrow. Brentford away. Here we go. Now, mate, I can't keep my video on. Uh, I do apologise for that. I'm uh, recording this episode from a dingy motel in Fangaray. So if you ever want to come to Fangaray, don't stay at the Continental Motel in Fangaray. Uh, I didn't sleep a wink last night. You had car alarms going off. Baby's crying. Oh, mate, it, it wasn't the best. Has as, as full G not got to New Zealand yet? <laughs> nah, but, nah, they're on, they're on, <laughs> they're on dial-up here, mate. I, I'm in the what-wops right now, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear, you obviously, full G ain't come to New Zealand yet. By the time, I'll tell you, we're rolling out 5G here. I mean, you lot sounds like you're, uh, yeah, it's back in, the, uh, back in the Stone Age, mate. Well, the thing of 5G, mate, I'm not having my jabs yet. I eat double jab, dear. I'm uh, I'm large in charge. I can get abroad. I've got my vaccine passport all sorted. So uh, I'm oh, certified official. So uh, yeah, yeah, very good. Very good. Get me back in the grounds. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's a stranger here, mate. Uh, anyone under the age of 55 and you haven't got a disability or any illness, you're not going to get jabbed till Christmas. So, uh, And by the time the, the Christmas jabs come out, We'll probably have to get a new bloody vaccine because well, was... Delta's coming to the country. It'd be the Australian <laughs> variant or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, it's a complete shit show here, mate. Everyone's getting quite nervous right now because uh, our cousins uh... across the pond. Uh, <laughs> it's, not like, it's like zombie land over there, mate. I think you lot are just, you know, I think this sort of zero COVID mentality or strategy is just, it's just crazy, mate. I don't know what you lot are trying to do, but uh... fair play to you. It's Mourinho tactics, mate. It's, it's yeah. too defensive. Too defensive. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, back in the grounds, eh? So have you got your COVID passport? Yeah, well, I mean, it's one of them where, so um, it, it's actually quite funny. So I went to my first game of football um, the other week in probably about, or oh, since since March 2020. So um, I went to the Arsenal-Chelsea um, pre-season friendly game at the Emirates. And um, in order to... You, you needed to have a negative test in order to get in the ground. But um, it's, yeah, we're still waiting to see what the protocols are. But I think um, in order to get into the ground this season, it's um, obviously proof of a double jab or um, you need to do the, the negative test um, beforehand. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's all happening, really. All happening over this 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 part of the world. But um, fantastic to see, um, you know, full stadiums again. So, wait, how do they test you then? So, basically, what you need to do is... Um, 24 hours before the game, you need to do what we call a um, lateral flow test, which is um, it's a little little one of these, actually. So it's a little self-test you do at home. And then what you have to do is you have to log it online through the NHS app that you've either tested negative or positive or you've voided the test. And if you come back with a negative test, then um, obviously the NHS then sends you confirmation saying, um, you know, you've... Um, you know, your test has come back negative. And then when you go into the ground, you need to show proof of the negative test. Um, sometimes they don't always, they don't always check, but if they do check, you just need to have that proof of the negative test in order to get in. So you're holding that to the camera. So what was that? You, like a USB stick? What is it? Uh, yeah. So this is almost, this is like a testing strip. So, okay. um, so what you do is you, um, 
you so it's got a little barcode at the top where um you scan your your test so how, and then it takes you to the websites where you log it but what ah, this okay. has here yeah. so at at the bottom you have um somewhere where you have it's like a little sort of nozzle where you have to drop in like the fluid so you have to do a swab uh, left tonsil right tonsil up the nose you then have a little saline solution which you've got to swirl it in then it's got like a little um thing on top so you, you, you squeeze you squeeze it on there and then what it'll do is it goes straight up to there and if it's uh goes above the line it means you're negative but if it's below the line it means you're positive <laughs> um so that's how you get your, your your test result oh interesting is there any way of uh tampering with that I mean, yeah, I mean, in theory, you, if you had a positive test, you could say, actually, I know I've, I'm, I've tested uh, negative. So, I mean, it is, it is basically <laughs> self, self-trust, if that makes sense. Um, but obviously, if you did have COVID, then you'd, you'd probably want to do something about it. So, um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to the season, mate. Uh, so, have you got your season ticket this year? I do, yeah, I do, actually. So, um, I mean, I've got a, an arrangement where basically I go to whatever games I want to, really. Um, so, um Oh, uh, the first game back is actually Brentford away tomorrow. I couldn't make that one, but I'm going to the first game of the season, which is Arsenal Chelsea at the Emirates. Um, so, so really looking forward to that. And then, um, yeah, yeah, got some got some away games lined up as well, which we, which we're looking at. So, um, which so yeah, it's going to going to be a really good start to the season. I think August September into October is going to be very busy. In terms of what's on the field, uh, are you happy with what's happened in the transfer market? From the Arsenal's perspective, I mean, I saw everything I needed to see, Eddie, after about 25 minutes the other week. Um, you know, we're not we're not going to challenge this year um, straight up. So I think it's one of them where uh, yeah, I think we'd be very lucky to get in the top four as well. I think it's going to be the Europa League spots for us this season, bar a miracle. Um, you know, we're, we're very short. We need um, at least another attacking midfielder. We need a number eight um, as well. Um, and then, you know, you need to look at the striker situation, but we can't offload anyone at the moment. So, um, yeah, we're, we're well short, mate. I, I wouldn't put money on us finishing in the top four. I think sixth or seventh will be us this season. But surely an improvement of last year, right? Do you know what? You say that, but I think the, the weird thing about last year is that we actually finished the season really strong. Um, so I think on form, we finished the season almost in, in the top four. So I think, yeah, it definitely will be an improvement on, on last, last season, but I, I'm not convinced. I think that we don't have a, the, the club doesn't have a plan. I think the manager's vision, I'm not sold. I don't know what our identity or style of players, um, you know, he's still got players whose massive question marks will go over. Um, and I, I'm not really convinced this bloke's the man for the long term. Um, I've backed him up until now because um, I thought it was the right thing to do. Um but I'm 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 not convinced, Eddie. So uh, yeah, it's it's not looking good over the Arsenal, mate. It's um, I can see dark clouds are imminent and on the horizon. How long is it going to take then for the first calls for Arteta out then? So let me put you like this, mate. So obviously, I think the first game, which is Chelsea, well, basically the first the first three games for us are are really interesting, my bro. So if you think about this. Um, so first game is Brentford away, which is at their new ground. So this is the first game for them um, at their new stadium, um, which is going to be massive for them because they never got to uh, farewell Griffin Park, which was which was their old ground. Mm. Um, so the Brentford's obviously going to be massively up for it. So I think a point's actually not a bad result for us um, tomorrow. Then we're going to play um, Chelsea at home. Obviously, Chelsea's in fantastic form. Uh, they beat us in the pre-season friendly two weeks ago, 2-1. Um, they won the Super Cup. They've got Lukaku, who's his signing is imminent, um, and and so 
again, a point's probably a good result in that game. We're going to go City away somewhere we've not won in about <laughs> oh, seven, about six or seven years now. Um, I think last time we won there was 2014-15 season. So we've not won there. Yeah, that was that six years. So again, you wouldn't wouldn't put money on us getting the results. And then after that, we've got what I'd say is two must-win games, which is um, Arsenal-Norwich, which is at home. And then we've got Burnley away, um, which mm. I'm actually going to. I'm going to Burnley away. Um, oh, nice. And then... The, I think by the 26th of September, which is the Tottenham game at home, if he loses that, I think he, 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 I think there'll be massive calls for his head. So I, I think that's a, that, I think yeah, mark that one in the calendar, 26th of September, uh, Arsenal Tottenham, because that's just that's going to be massive, mate. He needs to have banked a few points by then, because if he gets a bad result in the derby at home, I can I can already hear the the you know people in the Emirates calling for his head. Speaking of call for people's heads, what's happened with the whole ownership then? I mean, it's 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 funny, isn't it? I mean, I've I said this all along. I think um, fans have got so little power. I mean, the Cronkies aren't going to sell up. They're not going anywhere. Um, so they're going to be there as long as they want to be there. Um, so I mean, yeah, the fans have protested. Yes, Daniel Ek tried his his buyout, but um, you know, it's, it's not really done much. Um, so. Yeah, Cronkies are there. I mean, it's underwhelming. I mean, the fact we've made one signing all summer, um, which is a centre, well, two signings, I suppose, a centre half and, uh, well, if you actually know a bit more than that, but we've really only made one significant signing, which was Ben Wyatt, and he's a mm. youngster. Um, and then we've bought a couple of lads um, as well. So we've got uh, Lacongo who's come in, um, and then we've also got a fullback which come in, which which is great, bolsters the squad, but we're, we're well short of two or three quality players. Um, so, yeah, it's very underwhelming, but. I can't see any of that changing with the owners. Yeah, let's talk about Ben White. So you signed him for fifty million. I now, know, what a bad piece of business that was. Yeah, if you look at what Man United have done. Yeah, I mean, do you know what the problem is? A lot of the Arsenal fans are getting on the defensive, saying, "Oh, you know, Varane's like twenty-eight, twenty-seven, or something." Um, you know, that doesn't represent good business, etc. I mean, that's nonsense. I mean. I mean, the best centre-half we've signed in recent memory was Sol Campbell. Now, we got Sol when he would have been a similar age to Varane. He's an England international centre-half. Came in, did the business for us. You know, won two league titles, um, loads of cups. Uh, was just a quality player, rock at the back. Now, Varane's a world-class centre-half. There's, there's no doubt about that. I mean, question marks potentially on his style of play in England. But he's a big, strong boy. He's strong lad, six foot three, six foot four. He'll hit the ground running straight away. I've got no doubts about that. Whereas... The problem which Arsenal have is, A, we can't attract a player like that at the moment because we're not going to offer Champions League football. Um, and because we can't do that, you then have to look a bit more alternative. So what we've done is that we've gone and we've got a youngster like Ben White thinking, yeah, this could be a player for the future. But we've massively overpaid for him. And this is what we keep doing. So we did a very similar thing where paid big money for Callum Chambers um, a few years back. Uh, I think we paid about 15, 20 million quid for him. Um, you know, paid big money for Pepe again. Um, he was like a, what, 70 million quid. And, you know, it's almost like gambling with these youngsters where you think that, you know, we'll go out and, and, and put a massive fee on them uh, because, you know, we can't attract a, a world-class a world class centre-half hoping that they'll come good. Um, and I don't think he's worth 50 million. I wouldn't have paid any more than 20, 25 million for, for him personally. Yeah, no, I agree with that. It's it's funny, yeah, like with considering what happened last year with COVID and the amount of staff that you laid off even Gunasaurus. <laughs> Gunasaurus is gone. He's gone. Gunasaurus is gone, man. Yeah, he, he got the sack. Mash up the thing. <laughs> but in all seriousness, though, 50 million, though, in this modern day, it's ridiculous. I mean, I guess there's two ways you can look at it. You could say it's it's a prospective buy because if he turns out to be an absolute fantastic player for us, we haven't for 10 years, it's a bargain. But 
that's a high risk strategy because as you and I both know, um, it's really difficult to bring through centre halves in this day and age. And the reason it's difficult to bring through centre halves is that it's really difficult for the young centre halves to actually get game times as 18, 19, 20, 21 year olds at the top level. So this geezer has literally only got a year, year's Premier League experience under his belt, I think, with Brighton. So I think he was with Leeds the season they got promoted, then um, back to Brighton, played a whole last season. So effectively, we've bought a guy who's got a year's experience playing at the top level um, for 50 million. So, I mean, that's just, that is that is crazy, isn't it, when you look at it like that? But, um, I mean, you know, it's, it is what it is. We're in a dire straits at the club. I mean, we've got a massive issue at the Arsenal. I mean... You know, two, three years time, we're going to be a legacy club like an Aston Villa or an Everton. Um, you know, so for us, we need to, we need to, you know, try and try and get things moving again. But I'm, I'm not overly optimistic about it. Yeah, where do you see yourself finishing? Like hand on heart, where do you think you'll finish? Honestly, like I said, sixth or seventh is, is where I see us with this current squad. Um, and the reason for that is our strikers are out of form. So Aubameyang, you know, no, he looks well off the boil. Um, yeah, our wide players are all right, but you know, if Pepe he comes in and out of games, he's hit and miss. He, he, over the course of a 38 game season, can you rely on a geezer? I don't think so. Um, Saki's good, but he's a youngster. Then you look at the midfield, there's no goals in the midfield, which is our biggest problem. So we've got no goals. Smith Rowe will get a couple, but you, you look at that Shaka don't score goals, Partey don't score goals. Um, you know, Lacongo is more of a you know, defensive midfielder sort of. He's record, he don't score goals. So there's no goals from the midfield. Um, forget and the defense is all right, the defense is decent, but then you've got issues with the goalkeeper because Leno's just error prone, gaff prone. So you, you put all of these things in together. Um, again, you, we're not going to finish any higher than sixth or seventh, not with the quality which is in the top four and in and around the top four at the moment. That's just it's not going to happen. And the style but, of play as well, style yeah. of play is rubbish. Um, you know, it's it's not quick enough in the fight. It's not the quick enough, the size of enough in the final third, uh, and and you're not quick enough coming out the back. So um, yeah, six. I reckon Eddie's six or seventh is is about us. I think. So I, I gave you my top four predictions. I think it's it solves itself. I think everyone who finished in the top four last season will finish in the top four this season. I think Leicester will be in and around that, um, and then really it's going to be the pack of the Arsenal's, the Villas, the um, Tottenham's, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Let's go through your predictions. So uh, this week I went around to all the usuals really at the trials and um, yeah, asked them for the predictions for the season. So you've got Man City as champions. Yep. In your top four, you've got City, of course, Man United, yep. Chelsea, Liverpool in that order. Yep. The, yep. Your bottom three, you've got Norwich, Brighton, Watford. Mm-hmm. Now this is interesting here. So your dark horses, I think everyone said this actually, but dark horses, Aston Villa. Well, no, hang on, hang on. There was one of your mates is off his rocker, mate. One of your mates has had an absolute mad bond calling Chelsea a dark horse. I mean, how the hell is Chelsea a dark horse? This is a club <laughs> which has spent like north of a billion pounds on players probably over the last 10 years. And you're telling me they're a dark horse to win the <laughs> league. I'll tell you what, give me what my man there's smoking, please. Thank you. Just send it in the post. You know what I mean? That is some strong <laughs> stuff. So they're on, they're on the they're on the homegrown. I'm telling you, whoever's put that down, that is just nuts. Um, I saw that and I just fell off. Me and my housemate fell off my cha- our chairs laughing. Um, it's just crazy. Um, well, the reason I've gone with Villa, right, is that actually they've, they've bought well. So they've got some good players in and around the club now. They've really come, come back. And I think what a lot of people don't realise is that, in my humble opinion, you've got Arsenal... 
so in this in this particular order, Liverpool, Man United, toss a coin, then Arsenal, which are your sort of traditional big three. Then you've got Everton and Aston Villa. Those are the five biggest football clubs in this country um, when you look since the inception of English football. Um, the biggest clubs as well, when you look at, you know, what they've done, you know, consistently. So those are the five big clubs. Now, Villa has been a, a legacy club for, for years. They had a good little period under under Martin O'Neill, which was the back end of the um, 2000s. Um, but they've not really done that much since. And obviously, they got relegated, I think, 14-15. Um, but they've come back. They've got some good... You look at who they've got in the squad. You've got, you know, up top, you know, Ings. You've got Watkins in there. Um, you've got... You've got some good players. You look at... Um, They've got ba- my boy Leon Bailey's gone in there. Uh, they signed. They've got experienced <laughs> heads. So you've got Ashley Young, uh, who's, who's come back there. Um, you've got Tyrone Mings, um, and with the Grealish money, 100 million quid. I mean, they'll bolster the squad. Uh, you know, players like John McGinn in there as well. So, I, I think Villa Villa will give it a good go this season. I think they really will. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. You look, know, I would have gone with Villa as my dark horse, but I'm a bit indie, mate. I thought, you know what, I'm just gonna go. I'll be different here. I'll go with Palace. Now, with yeah. your, your boy Vieira. Now, like, listen here now. Listen to me first. Now, yeah. it can either go two ways, right? It's either going to be a blind of a season or they're going to have a shocker. You know, it's, it's... Mate, I think you've backed the wrong horse, bro. Did you, did you not, <laughs> did you not, were you not listening to all the stuff with Crystal Palace in the build-up to the season? Mate, they've got no players. Yeah. Are they gonna win? They've got like barely any players, mate. They, like, they had loads of players who were like out of contract. They are... They will do well. Um, they will do well to field a, a, a good, a good, a good, a good squad and bench. Really, uh, this this season. So I'm, I think, I think you've had a bit of a mad one there, mate. <laughs> Might have backed the donkey, <laughs> mate. I, I, I think you have, mate. I think revisit that. See if you can get a, a, a last minute change because they let go of loads of players in the summer, mate. Like they let go of like I think it was like eight to ten. Yeah, players. I, like, I know that. I know that. But the thing is, mate, they with Hodgson, right? He he did a really good job, a great job with that team because it was an Asian team, right? So if you look at the, the signings that Vieira has brought in, a lot of young up and coming players. Now, get, okay, granted they're probably Championship standard, right? But give them a chance. I reckon. I'm not saying they're, they're top ten even, but I reckon they will stay up, and that will surprise a lot of people. Yeah, I think the only reason they're going to stay up is if he, is, is if he makes sure that he keeps some of the experienced boys. So if he can keep Zaha, yeah. um, if he can keep, um, obviously, they've got Kiate's come across, he's got plenty of experience. Um, if they can keep some of the boys like Ward, um, Tompkins, um, et cetera, et cetera, they'll be fine. Um, they've got Klein in there as well. Not a bad little little player as well. Obviously, he's not been great over the last few. So yeah, they've got enough. They've got enough experience in there to keep them up. It's not that's not the lottery bits. The young players with the young players, it will go one or two ways. Young mm. players will either hit the ground running or it just won't won't click for them. Eze's done his. He, he's out for for a long time. I think yeah. he's done a cruciate. Done a cruciate. So you can got him till probably the end of the season if you're lucky. So no, I, I wouldn't I agree. I don't think Palace will go down, but I'm not. I wouldn't bank on them been amazing this season but I think next season they could do something if these youngsters come through yeah no nah, I'm backing them mate my boy Mark Gerhees there mate honestly he is gonna he's gonna play for England one day trust me I said that before okay. about Alfie Mawson <laughs> got, that, got that completely wrong but Mark he will play for England one day he's he's class yeah. he's class trust me get him in your fantasy team because I have speaking of fantasy um you playing this year I am yeah I'm, I'm in the league I'm in the league I'm in the, You're league. In the league now are you yeah, I'm, I'm in the league. I'm in what, the league. what name have you gone for then? 
Um, Flops FC. I'm I'm rubbish for fantasy, mate. <laughs> How long are you gonna play um, for then? <laughs> How long am I gonna play for? No, I play. I'm, I'm gonna try and play all season. I always do. I, I always do. I just um, I'm not I'm not great with the fantasy. I'm just it's not it's not my gift, mate. I just uh, I don't know. It's, I I always get unlucky. Like I always get unlucky. Like I'll get a, I'll get like a I'll get the most amount of points, um, but then I play. I, you know, I'll get the second most amount of points in the round, but I play against the guy who gets the most amount of points. You know what I mean? And then that's just like a recurring theme all season. So it's just like, uh, not, um, yeah, not not great. How many Arsenal players do you pick, Ben? Um, oh, you putting me on the spot now. So I think from the Arsenal boys, I've got Ben White in there. Yeah, it's cheap. Um, that's why four point five. Cheap, yeah, four and a half mil. And that actually could be it. I'm just pulling up my team now. Um, so I've got, I've got Saka as well. I've got, and I should, yeah, I've, I've got, I've got White, I've got Saka, I've got Willock, but he's going to go to Newcastle. Yeah. So, um, so he's yeah. got up in price. He's six mil now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I mean, but he's a baller because he scores goals. You see, he's a goal scoring midfielder, which is invaluable, as you know, in, in fantasy. Yeah. Do you, want, do you want me to read out my team? Do you want to give away your secrets? Not really, no, because I need every 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 bit I can, I can get if that makes sense. <laughs> you know what, mate? I've got uh, Jacob Whitford on next week, and uh, I'm going to try and make him spill. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, he's he's a do, he's a he's a dom, mate. When it comes to fantasy, he's absolutely uh, he's the king, mate. He's, he's the king. You mentioned uh, Saka. So, what kind of season do you think Saka will have, and what role will he play this year in the Arsenal team? I mean, it's difficult because what's his best position? That's the first question I'd ask, right? So, I mean, with with Saka, he can play off the left, he can play off the right, he can play sort of as a as a ten. So, I think first thing is he just needs to establish what his best position is, right? So, I think that's um, I think that's something he's got to do. Um, he should have a good season. He should have a good season. I think the thing with him is it's like he's interesting because he's still very young. He's like nineteen years old or something, right? So, he's probably going on twenty or, or maybe he's just turned twenty. I, I don't really know. So, he's still got a long way to go from a development perspective, and it's just curious to understand, you know, what his game is, whether it's He's more of a guy who wants to, you know, put the assists on, or whether he can add some more goals to his game. I mean, that's that's curious. I, I mean, he's going to start every week. It's just, it's just how Arsenal line up. I mean, it's probably him off, off one flank, Pepe off the other flank, Smith Rowe in the ten position, um, with with obviously one of all Blamiang or Lacazette through the middle. So, I mean, that's for, for me that's nailed on. So I, I think he'll have a good season. I think he'll have a good season. I think he just needs to work out his best position and then go from there. I, I'm I'm a bit concerned actually. I think he's going to be a victim of his own success where he's too versatile. He can play as as a fullback even. So I think he needs to get get that nailed on. Otherwise, I think he might have two or three quiet seasons actually. Yeah. What position do you think he wants to play? It, it's difficult. So I mean, if I'll be brutally honest with you, Eddie, I don't think right wing is his best position. And the reason I say that is because. I don't think he's 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 a natural goal scorer. So I think if you're playing an inside out winger, you want someone who can cut in and can score goals. And he I think his best position's off the left hand side personally. So I think he's got a naturally good left foot. He can put crosses and balls into the box. And then I would leave it to Pepe to play on that right hand side because Pepe is got a better better finish on him. Um so I think his best position is wide wide left, um, as like almost an old school number left, um old school left winger cutting in, cutting out, um, putting balls into the box, in, in my opinion. Yeah, on your uh predictions, you've got the one player to watch is Leon Bailey. Now, if you were to just focus on the Arsenal player, who's the player to watch this season? 
For the Arsenal, now it depends on what what what's your category or criteria here? Are you saying as in a player who someone who, you know, no one's really seen before, or is it someone who they're just gonna have a good season? I mean, what 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 am I working with? It could be both. Hmm. Who's one to watch for from the Arsenal? Now it's a difficult question because I think that White's going to have a good season at Arsenal. I think he will. I think he'll be good. I think Partey, if he's fit, will have a good season. Um, but the lad to watch out for is if he's fit and he's firing. It's Gabby Martinelli, mate. He was quiet last season because he came back from injury. But that boy was on fire uh, the season before that. So I'm going to say the one to watch out for is Martinelli um, for, from, from an Arsenal perspective. And he's coming back to the club as an Olympic gold medalist. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, fair play to him. Absolutely brilliant, that. <laughs> Speaking of Olympics, mate, um, did you watch much of it? Do you know what? Not really. If uh, The time difference was not very good over here. So it's like it, like it was done by like two o'clock in the afternoon, which with work was just horrendous. So obviously he was trying to like get the highlights in the evenings and stuff because um, I do like a one hour highlight show but no I didn't really watch much of it truth be told which is a shame I watched bits pick pockets of it and, and, and everything but no I didn't didn't get as much as I would have liked which is unfortunate what's your thoughts on football being on, on the Olympics can't stand it mate can't stand it at the Olympics I, I would have no issues with futsal being there because futsal is a much more amateur game um, but I think foot, sports like football Sports like tennis, um, I don't understand why they're there. Golf as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, golf. Yeah, it makes no sense, does it? Because you're Jamaican heritage, you, you always back the, the reggae boys on the track. Oh, yeah, I, I do like the reggae boys on the boys and girls, actually. I mean, yeah, geez, well, girls, girls this time, that, right? Yeah. Well, 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 domination, mate, in the, um, in the, in the short distance is unbelievable. Um, yeah, it's always nice because, to be brutally honest with you, mate, um, obviously, yeah, it's great to see Team GB do well. And I always, you know, keep an eye out for, like, you know, Australia, New Zealand, blah, blah, blah. But um, I think with Jamaica, because it's, you know, it's such a small country, um, it doesn't have the infrastructure which a lot of these more, you know, uh, wealthier nations have. So for them to consistently be pumping out goals is just unbelievable and, and, and fair play to them. So, so yeah, I do do like to get behind them a bit when it comes to the Olympics. But, you know, I'm, I'm not like one of the bandwagoners who are just, you know, they never watch Jamaica in any track and field events and all of a sudden they're running up and down the street with a flag. I mean, that's just ridiculous. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm, <laughs> you know, it's not like, the, you know, I don't watch the Diamond Leagues or, you know, like the sort of whatever... Um, athletic meets but yeah always brilliant seeing Jamaica go well because I mean obviously Usain Bolt put Jamaica back on the map mate you know the cricket's finito uh, West Indies are done mate they're done out here they've been done out here for probably the last uh, 20 years Um, and so um, the rum is always going to be the rum do you know what I mean but you know (laughs) Jamaica's been trading off Bob Marley for too long now fam so it's nice to see uh, it's nice to see uh, Usain Bolt done a a madness putting them back on the map and obviously the girls are continuing world domination fam so it's fantastic and now you've got another one in the Premier League for a while Leon Bailey yeah Leon Bailey man well you said yeah 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 well I think it's been a long time like to have an actual uh Jamaican born product if that makes sense not someone who's you know plays for the national team because of you know the, the parental heritage if, yeah, yeah. If, if 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 that makes sense whereas yeah this guy's a baller man bad boy boy from Kingston your way to beautiful girl <laughs> uh, uh, yeah bad boy from Kingston so um, no I mean he, he'll, he'll be good um, I think you know he's a solid performer at Leverkusen good signing for Villa and um, 
I'm sure the yardies up in Birmingham will get round it. He'll love it, mate. Lots of uh, curry, goat, jerk, chicken, great Caribbean restaurants up round here. Yeah, yeah. I thought about that. I thought, gosh, the, the Caribbean community is just get behind them, aren't they? Because obviously yeah. Birmingham's the, the second home, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. There's loads of Caribbean, massive Caribbean community in Birmingham. And how big is it, you think, for the for the country anyway, for Jamaica, like to have a, a Premier League player? Um, I mean, it, it, it's hard to know, really. I mean, I think it's it's fantastic. I think the obviously the Jamaican women's team was at the last World Cup, which was which was fantastic. Um, I think it's always going to be difficult for the Jamaican men's team because of obviously the qualifying routes not not the easiest because um, obviously you've got like the USA who are so strong in in that part of the world, and then you've also got um, Mexico too. Um, who are who are quite good, but um, yeah, it'd be wicked if um, if if uh, if if Jamaica could make a World Cup, that would be sick. Uh, if you looked at the, the recent like friendlies, Jamaica have sort of uh, restarted the program what they did back in the nineties of just picking, <laughs> you know what I mean? They find anyone, yeah, anyone yeah, with anyone course. with some Jamaican blood in them. And um, but the thing is that the quality of those players you know the championship now you know minimum of the championship so the quality yeah, of players I mean, they could pick you know it's a high caliber of players and, i mean you um, look at, you look you look at their squad and it's 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 not a bad squad they've got some some really decent talent in there so it's um it's it's yeah i mean let's just wait and see really what happens i mean the fact that they got antonio bro antonio yeah, got caught that, I was just like, wow. But there's a few more that could switch from England to Jamaica if they want to. Yeah. Like a, uh, Nathan Redmond's another one that could switch over. But oh, we haven't spoken about him, mate. Um, Pillock. Pillock plays for Brentford, the centre back. Yeah. Yeah. He switched over to Jamaica. Why are you in Birmingham, mate? Um, and we still talk about the Olympics here. Next year, the Commonwealth Games is coming to the city. I'm in the ballot for tickets, mate. Basically, um, I'm in the ballot for tickets, so we got priority access because I've got a Birmingham postcode, uh, well, because I live in the city centre. Um, so we got priority access. So I've gone in for the Rugby Sevens, uh, the Rugby Sevens final, um, and I've gone in for the one of the track and field final days. That must be so good to look forward to. Yeah, definitely. I've never been to a Commonwealth Games before or, or an Olympic, so it's a bucket list thing to tick off. Have you not? Mate, I went to 2002. So Manchester, oh, was it good? yeah, was it good? Now I went, yeah, it was brilliant. So I went to the the last two days. So I watched a lot of the track, and I went to the closing ceremony. It was in Man oh, City, good, man. Stadium, cool. but it wasn't. It was half built then. Yes, was um, it like uh, City of Manchester Stadium? That's right. For yeah, us, for all us old bods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Remember top loader, dancing the moonlight, and Will Young singing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Before the closing ceremony, so I remember watching the the men's four by four four hundred meters, and nice um, one. England just pipped Wales into gold. And um, back in those days, mate, England had the national anthem, right? So they're on the podium, but it wasn't "God Save the Queen." It was "Land, Hope of Glory." Yeah, they do that every time before the Commonwealth Games. They always do a poll as to what they want the anthem to be. Sometimes, <laughs> it, some, sometimes it's Jerusalem. Sometimes it's "Land of Hope of Glory." Yeah, it's always. Now, and then no one, no, no one knows the words, which is the most embarrassing thing. Now I think you know where I'm going to go with this, but this week the Archbishop of York came out with a stinker. Now he said that all the the home nations should be singing. God save the Queen before any national sporting event. Now, okay, obviously this didn't go down well with the nationalists of Wales. <laughs> well, I mean, the, forget the forget the Welsh, mate. Can you imagine the Scots? They would just be going absolutely nuts about that. Um, so yeah, I mean, fall, fall, fall in line, Edzie. Fall in line. What's your thoughts on God save the Queen? Like, 
if you um, were to change it, well, I like Jerusalem because yeah. I follow England in the cricket, and it's like we've adopted Jerusalem as our anthem. Um, so uh, uh, yeah, basically first ball of every Test match. Um, yeah, the, the, you know, Barmy Army get Jerusalem going, which is fantastic. It's a great song as well. I do, I, I great yeah. tune. So great hymn. I love Jerusalem. I like it's Jerusalem. That, Absolute tune. Um, so I would go Jerusalem personally. I think that's a, that's a great one. Um, but then you get all the people which is like, oh my God, it's a, it's got religious connotations. So, you know, we, we can't use Jerusalem. We need to find a more secular anthem, which is more representative of, of, of this country. It's like, Jesus, man, you can't, you can't, do you know what I mean? You can't, you can't win either way. Do you know what I mean? So what are we going to do? Like a anthem kumbaya or it's difficult. It's yeah. very, you know, it'd be whatever yeah. the next anthem is, it'll be so political. Do you know what I mean? And it'd be so difficult to tick a box. Oh, mate, you, you say that, but people that support the EDL sing for a bit of German deity. You know what I mean? Yeah. Come on now. It's difficult, isn't it? Now I, I like uh, Jerusalem. Like it's a it's a banger, and if the, the words are brilliant too. Like yeah. I, I know, you know, I will not cease from mental fight, nor shall my sword, my sword sleep in my hand. Sleep in my hand till we have Jerusalem on England's green and pleasant. Land. Uh, it's absolutely true. <laughs> in the cricket days it's it's brilliant mate like the but yeah what england test match fantastic first ball of the test match brilliant the archbishop could get fucked really you know, yeah he's, he's, had a, he's had a mare now yeah go, go believe in your fake god that's mate. A, that's that's a that's a sack of that's a sackable offense <laughs> <laughs> there'll be no way i'll be singing bloody god save the queen before the rugby or football you get fucked <laughs> yeah <laughs> but hey back to the football so um can we talk about some transfers that happened over the summer i, I didn't expect you know, the amount of money being splashed about that it is. I thought everyone was broke. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting one, isn't it, Eddie? I mean, you sort of say that, but it's like, I think there was always going to be a bit of a spend, wasn't there? Um, you know, there was always going to be a bit of, bit of, bit of, um, bit of, bit of cash flashed, bit of cash flashed. But do you think that's wrong, though? It's difficult because it's like, I think what I would say is that the, until they get a proper in my opinion, financial fair play system, you're always going to get this. You know, it doesn't, 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 it's not going to, this is not going to be a one-off mate. So it's like, you know, we could have a global financial crisis again and still the clubs would be spending big money. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, in theory, it doesn't make much sense, but especially when you consider the disparity in the sense that the champions, the championship clubs are absolutely skint and, you know, can't afford to, you know, look at the squads of the championship clubs and it's not looking, it's not looking good. And then you've got the Premier League clubs who are just spending absolute, you know, massive amounts of money. So, yeah, it's, it is it is a bit grim, isn't it? How does financial fair play actually work in the UK? It's a great question. I don't know the answer to it, because, you know, they talk about financial fair play. But the way I understand it is that as long as you can still pay your debts, you're fine. That's how it seems to turn out. No one else, no one's getting pinged for like, um, for, you know, spending well above their means at the moment, uh, as far as I can see. But then if you look across the, <laughs> in the continent, right, or on the continent in Europe, right? Now, what the hell's happening there then? Is there such thing as financial fair play? Because I don't know what's happening over there, mate. We have to talk about this because I need to stay current. Messi, right, leaving Barcelona. Now, yeah. now people were saying, oh, if Messi loved the club, he should play for free. Um, the thing is, he couldn't anyway because of Spanish employment laws, right? With the whole mm. contract system there. So he couldn't play for free. But the problem what Barca had is because they've paid him an astronomical amount of wages for his whole career there, 
they've priced themselves out. So they couldn't pay him half his wage because he's already taken a half a wage and it goes against the employment laws. So, yeah. Like, yeah. So let's talk about that first. Now, so Messi's finally left. He's gone to PSG. Big surprise. Probably the only club that could afford him, right? Maybe. I mean, Man City might have been able to afford him, but who knows? But I mean, it happened the day that Grealish uh, signed for yeah. Andrew <laughs> Oh, man. With Messi, yeah. go, go to Messi. Let's focus on Messi. So if you look at it from a playing perspective, moving to PSG, really? Is that is that challenging for him? Well, from a domestic perspective, no. Um, I don't think domestically it's going to be a challenge in, 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 in um, the French League. Um, I think from a um, Champions League perspective, it could be really interesting because that's all they play for, really, PSG. Like the, they, they walk the league every year, don't they? So it's like... I mean, and, and that'd be a great statistic for a French football fan. I mean, how many years in a row have PSG won the league? It's probably like, you know, at least the last five, six, seven years. Um, so, yeah, I think you're absolutely bang on there. Um, it's not going to be challenging for him on the domestics front, but um, would he really want to come to England, Edzie? That's at 34 years of age. It's going to be hard graft. He's going to get kicked and all of those sort of things. So, I mean, people are saying, oh, you know, he's dodged a bullet by not coming to England. You know, he's, do- he's ducked it, basically. Um, I don't know about that. I don't know. I, I just don't know if he fancied it. You know, he's, he's 34 years old. I mean, how many 34-year-olds? I mean, Ronaldo's a different beast to Messi. I think Ronaldo's the sort of guy who's a hungry animal, whereas Messi's just a chilled-back guy, isn't he? Yeah. But the fact that PSG are able to sign them, like, how, how can they afford to have all these players on their books? Like, not, I know, look, look at the players mad, they're bought in, right? I know they're not paid anyone because it's sort of, uh, you know, all these signs have been free signings, right? So there's no sign-on fee. But they're still paying the bloody wages. Like, Donnarumma, Wijnaldum, Messi. There's another mate, one. I, I, oh, I, um, mate, Ramos, mate, Sergio Ramos. Mate, I, I, mate, I, I agree. How are they I, able I, to afford them? Mate, I, I agree with you 100%. It's, it's one of them where it's it's like, I think this is what I'm saying. Financial fair play, this, this whole thing's a joke, mate. Um, you know, it's, it's uh, whoever can fiddle the books the best is the one who can sort all of this stuff out. So it's... um. Yeah, it's it's pretty mad, but I mean, geez, their team looks pretty stacked, didn't it? I mean, you look at it and you think <laughs> to yourself, like, they've got some serious ballers in there. Well, look at Neymar, Messi, Mbappe up front. Like, <laughs> imagine being a defender in Liga. Well, but even players like they've got, um, they've got like a Cardi as well. They've got like Dobby D. Elf, Angel Di Maria. Um, they've got you know a few other, a few other, a few, a few other decent players in there. <laughs> Top of the elf. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you see, he is, man. If you look at the size of the boy's ears, it's like, wow. <laughs> so, yeah, they got, they got they got a decent squad, man. But if you look at the, from a Spanish perspective, like, yeah. La Liga, they're fucked. Oh, they're finished, mate. And I said this all along. I said this all along. I said, La Liga, the money will dry out. The problem is, is that the money was always going to dry out. Mate, forget La Liga. What about bloody Serie A? Uh, Inter, they won it last year. Chelsea come along and just take their bloody top striker off them. Boom, thank you for coming. What does that say about your league, mate? Do you know what I mean? That's just yeah. Also, Conte's left the job and uh, Christian uh, Eriksen's got a ticky heart. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you, you see where I'm going with this, blood. Do you know what I mean? It's like, wow, man. It's, um, it's, um, it's, it's crazy. If, you, if you're comparing the leagues now, Serie A is better prospect for fans to watch anyway. I'll probably watch Serie A over bloody La Liga. La Liga's yeah, right, Liga's like, slow as well. Like, look, yeah. Real Madrid, Barca, they've got them players. Like, I mean, players worth watching. Yeah. 
I, I agree. I, I agree. I agree 100%. Mate, this week's been unbearable with the whole PSG chat, right? Now, people I know here, right? I'm not going to name anyone, but people I know here that don't watch football, have no interest in football, but they're following this PSG thing because Messi's gone there. Didn't even know what PSG was, mate. Yeah, of course. Like, you couldn't... Honestly, I, I said to them, I was like, do you don't even know where it is? Like, nah, it's in France. Like, it's Paris. It's in Paris. Apart from Neymar and Barpe, they couldn't name me like five players to pay for PSG. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I get it, mate. I, 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 oh, it's I, disgusting, I, mate. Yeah, I, I get it. It's not great, is it? The biggest plastic I've come across, mate, is Dan Carter. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the rugby, the rugby player, oh, mate. He's been foaming over a bloody PSG all week, mate. It's, it is odd because I mean, I think to be honest with you, in some sports, there's a so NBA is a great example where there's a mentality where people follow players, not teams. It's quite it's, it's quite an American thing, I suppose. Um, so yeah, I've seen that with like people like LeBron James, for example, where you know people follow, you know, they'll have a Le, you know LeBron James uh, Cleveland Cavaliers um, jersey. Then he goes mm. to Miami Heat, they'll get that. Um, it's it's a it's not really a British thing. I mean, we sort of you know you have like your club team, your national team, and and that's it really. You might you know you might follow them in the rugby, the football, you know, whatever. But yeah, it's it's not really our thing, but. Um, you know, yeah, I mean, if that makes them happy, fine. I mean, to be fair, it's like a fashion statement at the moment to wear P- to have PSG tops. I don't know what it is. Like, everyone around here, all the youngsters are all wearing these PSGs. It's like a fashion statement to have PSG clobber. Um, it, is, it is a bit odd. You know what I think of PSG? I think about that boy that, with the bucket hat, jumped onto the stage. Oh, yeah, with, oh, with Dave Glastonbury. Yeah, yeah Glastonbury. <laughs> yeah. No, I think PSG, and they... They got like a, a partnership with some fashion. Jordan, Jordan, like, Jordan. Yeah, I think there was yeah. Jordan. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah, they yeah. always get these sort of like, you know, mad kits and stuff made up. So it's, um, yeah, pretty crazy. Yeah. Hey, speaking of kits, mate, are you buying any uh, the new kits this season? It's difficult, Eddie. I mean, I've been trying not to put any money into the club if I don't have to, to be fair. So I boycotted the kits last year. Um, I have to have a thing. I do like the third kit, the blue one, which has come out. The away kit's all right, but. I might continue my boycott of the the kits, to be honest with you, because I don't even wear, I don't wear kits to home, I don't wear colours to home games, I don't wear colours to games. Um, so I, well, just... I, I suppose that's uh, that's you being smart, right? <laughs> Not wearing colours because yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> you're on the train. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, and yeah, even yeah. away game, away games as well. Wearing colours yeah. is just a waste. Of, wearing colours to away games is just a waste of time. I mean, um, so I don't really wear colours to games. So it's like, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not that. I do like the way kit though. That's a that's a classic number, man. That is that is good. What um, the yellow one? So, no, 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 no. The blue kit, the blue, the blue kit. Is that your out. third kit? Oh, sorry. The third, yeah. The, so the third kit, yeah. That's um, yeah. Uh, the third kit's a, a classy number. So let's, I do let's, like that. Let's talk about it, right? So with the uh, the Arsenal when they've signed with um, Adidas, right? Mm. I have to say, if you look at all the other teams that have got Adidas, right? I have to say Arsenal's one. The, their relationship's probably a better one because they're. They're making shirts that are good shirts, right? But they also, do you feel like they're tagging in too much or tapping into nostalgia a bit too much? I don't know, man. It's difficult because it's like, I think there's always the demand for it. You know, Arsenal fans always say, oh, what about this kit from, you know, whatever, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago. So I think there's always a demand for it. It's easy sales. I mean, like this one here, which I got the yellow one based off the bruised banana. They, they flogged so much of that. Um, same as the, I mean, this year, that the, the year, that first year of Adidas did some great kits. The first, second um, home kit, away kit, third kit were all fantastic. Um, I thought last year's kits were a little bit average, truth be told. Um, I didn't really like 
Um, I didn't really like any of them apart from the sort of third. I thought the um, I thought the away kit was okay, the the sort of bluey sort of thing. Um, but the, I wasn't a massive fan of the home kit and 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 the, the white kit. But I mean, Edzy, it is what it is. It's modern football now, mate. Do you know what I mean? For for for, for breeders like us, I mean, I grew up where it was like you had the home kit for two years, the away kit would then become the third kit the next season. Whereas these days, it's like they'll they'll pump out three, four kits a season. So it's like. You just got to let it, and it's all the training range and whatever. So I'm, I'm not that bothered about it, mate. I don't really have a, a stake in the game, if that makes sense. Yeah, I've given up really, like especially with the ownership at the Arsenal side. Away, I'm not that bothered about the football kits anymore. I used to love it. I've got loads of, I've got loads, loads of football, loads. I've got probably about thirty Arsenal kits, but I'm not as bothered about that stuff anymore, mate. Which is quite sad. I have a solution for you, mate. I have a solution. Go on, hit me. Go on, go on to Google and type in dhgate. Yeah. My brothers in China, they'll sort you out. Yeah, yeah I think I'm. <laughs> do you know what? I think I might have to give in and go down that route because. Hey, uh, trust me, Jack's gone down that route this week. So. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I feel like I'm an agent for them. I should get a commission for this commission, shit. Commission, yeah, yeah. Of course like, you should. No, trust me. Of course you should. You, for the price of one Arsenal shit, you can get three good quality. Yeah, mate. Quality. I, it doesn't doesn't surprise me, and it's it's one of them where it's like obviously, um, you know, you're not putting the money into the club, are you? So it's almost like a, a better solution. No, and plus you you still look good because he's Chinese. <laughs> There's something else, mate. Trust me. There's something else. But uh, I love that blue kit, by the way. I do love it. Um, it it's it's, it's good... obviously a hark back to the the, uh, the lightning bolt, say. Yeah, the uh, 90, I think it's 95, 6, 7, I think it is. Yeah. Down there. Yeah, try DHgate. Trust me. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to. <laughs> right. Uh, so Brentford this weekend. How do you see this one going, mate? I go draw. I think it'll be a draw, mate. I think they're going to be supercharged. I think the, it's a night game. The fans will be supercharged. So I'll go draw for us. Yeah, that's about right. So is that the first game of the season? First game, yeah, we're the first game of the season. We were oh, first brilliant. game of the season five years ago, I think, four five four years ago, maybe when Leicester uh, 2017-18, we were the first game of the season. Uh, played Leicester at home. So yeah, yeah, it's is it's first game of the season. Mate, you'll uh, you'll finally get to see what Thomas Frank's all about, and you'll understand why fucking hate yeah, the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? Why he's he's, he's 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 been on your hit list for a long time. Ah, oh, mate, he is on my hit list. Uh, I fucking hate him, but if you look at my predictions, I haven't got them going down. Unfortunately, I just I feel that they um they play a, a style of football that will keep them up this year. Yeah, yeah, difficult one, isn't it? But um, it'd be interesting to see how um Ivan Tony goes. In the league, I've got yeah, them, I've got them finishing well, quite highly in terms of goals. I think you'll score at least should 10. score at least fifteen, yeah, mm. ten, fifteen. Well, he'll need to score that many to keep them up. Yeah, I think Brentford will stay up though. I think with their style yeah. of football, they will win games of football, which is what what you need in this this division. Right. If you look at uh, the rest of the games, mate, so you've got the Brentford Arsenal finishing uh, with a draw each. Sorry, a draw there. Um, the second fixture, which is tomorrow, Man United versus Leeds. Interesting. Well, is, that, is that Old Trafford or is that Ellen Road? Uh, yeah, Old Trafford. They'll win that Old Trafford. United will. Yeah. yeah. Leicester Wolves. It's like the King Power, isn't it? Yeah. Leicester, Leicester should win that. Yeah. <laughs> He's going for home teams here. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. There's a method to my madness. Uh, <laughs> if, if Leeds was no, if Leeds was playing at uh, Ellen Road, that would be an absolute shit show. That game, I mean, they would have had to shut the city down because uh, it would just be nuts. Because a massive derby, that. But uh, no, Wolves, Wolves, Wolves are not going to win uh, away from home at Leicester. No chance. So Leicester will win that comfortably, I think. Chelsea Palace. Yeah, Chelsea. Chelsea should win that as well. Watford, Aston Villa. 
Mm, interesting one. So Villa's playing away at Watford. Ooh. I could see Villa winning that, but I could also see it being a draw as well. Mm, I'll go for a draw. Everton Southampton. That's got a draw written all over it. <laughs> Burnley Brighton. Oh, that's jeez. Uh, I'd go for a draw on that one as well. I can't, <laughs> I can't pick that other way. <laughs> Norwich Liverpool. Oh, Norwich get twatted, won't they? That'd be like Liverpool, like four-one or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, Newcastle West Ham. Ooh, that's a good game. Um, was it St James's? Yeah. Ooh, that oh, sorry, Max. Sorry, Max. Sport Direct Stadium or whatever it's called now. Oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, sport. Yeah. Plastic. Di- plastic Direct. Um, oh, I. That's a really interesting game. That. So West Ham under the form of West Ham last season probably would have won that game. Um, but it's a new season. Oh, Newcastle's a weird one. They're such a mixed bag because they finished last season really strongly. My boy Willock was just banging them in for them. Well, I'll go draw. I think that's a fair, fair, fair statement. The last game of the, the opening weekend is Spurs versus City. <laughs> no, City will win that, surely. <laughs> you hope they do. I think Kane, Kane will down tools, won't he, in that game? He'll just be walking around. <laughs> hey, let's talk about Kane, actually. So, is he going to stay or is he going to go? Problem is, is he, I don't think... He's, he's such a stupid boy. He never should have signed. He done... In theory, and this is where the Tottenham fans, I, I, I think the Tottenham fans have got a few screws, screws, screws loose, right? So in theory, Kane done the right thing for them when he signed that long-term deal. Because if I was him, I would have got the hell out of there after they lost that Champions League final. I'd have been on the, the first plane out of, uh, out of, out of, out of London, really, because he could have gone anywhere at that time. He could have gone to Real Madrid, Barcelona, well, maybe not Barcelona. Real Madrid definitely interested, and he, he, he could have gone to United or City. Problem is, you fast forwards. Was it now? Two, two and a, two and a half years. Or no, not even that. Two, two years. Um, global pandemics hit. Obviously, the money's not there in Spain abroad anymore. Um, so Real Madrid's not an option. Um, I think United are very hesitant to pay what what what, what Spurs are asking. As are as are City really. Um, so I think he's almost been priced out of the market, and his age as well doesn't help him. So he would have been what twenty six two years ago and people will, will pay a big fee for a 26 year old striker whereas 28 going on 29 year olds I mean are people really going to want to pay what what what, what are we talking like 100 plus mil well, it's 160 that, I think it isn't that yeah I, I, I think he's going to get priced out of the market so yeah. I, I can't I can't see the deal going ahead because of the fact that it's just too much money, I, and I know he's worth. I know he's worth it, right? He's, it's not that he's not worth that kind of money, but at his age, I don't think that people would would stump it up. So, um, yeah, I think he's. I think the boy shot himself in the head. To be honest with you, um, signing that contract, and I think it's unfortunate because obviously, you know, he was trying to do the right thing by Tottenham at the time. He's, you know, everyone's having a go at Kane, but what people don't realise is that this bloke's like a model professional for him to not turn up to training something's gone down if that makes sense so mm. um, yeah I, I can't see him going Eddie I can't where, where's he going to go what well, is City yeah. is City going to pay 160 I don't see that I can't see that I, I, you know what mate I can't for the life of me understand why they paid 100 mil for Grealish they didn't even need Grealish let's be honest do they need Grealish I don't think they needed Grealish in the team so why didn't they just hold out and wait for Kane because that's what they needed a striker 
Yeah, the Grealish one is a mystery to me. Oh, I don't stupid. quite understand that. But you know what Pep Guardiola's like? He collects midfielders um, you know, <laughs> like like a car dealer, like a like an antique car dealer would connect, <laughs> you know, vintage cars. So he just loves he loves midfielders, doesn't he? So it's just another one on the shelf. Um I agree with you hundred percent. The the Grealish one was an absolute mystery to me. Um I mean, he's a good player. I wouldn't have paid anywhere near 100 mil for him. Oh. I think, you know, I, I think 50 mils probably is of value. But then, you know, what do I know anymore about? I don't know anything about the, the transfer fees this day. It's just, it's whatever anyone's willing to pay for it. And 100 mil was the price which Villa would set. And that was that what, what they thought he was worth. He's not worth that. But no. for them, to them, he was. Um, and fair play to them. Obviously, they'll be able to replace him with, you know, two, three quality players. Um you're right, I think City's shot themselves in the foot there because they need a striker. Jesus is not good enough. No. And you know what, mate? They, had they just like held off for another like, 10 hours, like Messi was free. <laughs> Do you mean? Like, come on. Exactly right. Come exactly on. Right. Like, they're, not, they're not blessed with timing, are they? But with the whole Kane thing, like, we know Kane's a model professional. Like, he will still play at a high standard. But the problem that he has is the fans. Like, the fans are going to get on his back. Because he, let's be honest, he wanted to go. I, I agree 100%. I agree 100%. And that could, get, that could go against him and, and the team, I suppose. But he, and like, for one thing, mate, I've got experience in this because we've had many players that have jumped ship over the years for the Swans. Now, you don't want to keep an unhappy player. You know yeah, I mean? no, I, 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 I agree with that. Whole, I wholeheartedly agree with that. You if, don't want... If the player wants to leave, let him go. Don't care how much he goes for, get rid of him because you don't want to play for the club, so let him go. Yeah, yeah, no, I, 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 I would agree with that too. I think we'll leave it there for now, mate. But before we go, I always get a few messages from Maurizio. And he always asks, "How's Lyle?" He always asks, <laughs> "How's Lyle?" <laughs> he's a nice, he's a nice kid. I saw you guys caught up for like a post Euros meal or something. How was that? That looked alright. Yeah, good, mate. I, I, you know, because I, I wasn't sure what, you know, if it was him or not. I was meeting, or you know, uh, he was actually a real nice guy. You could have got kidnapped by the Auckland Italian Mafia. Yeah, pretty much. Nah, the top guy. Um, he, he actually he actually bought my dinner for me. It was brilliant. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. Aww. Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're good friends now, but I'm not sure what I owe him back in return. But yeah, he always asks, how's Lyle? <laughs> yeah, he, he, as a joking way, eh? he always like, that's the first thing he says. Like, yeah, he's good. Still alive. <laughs> oh, mate. Yeah. So disappointing, mate. After the, <laughs> so, like I said, there's two games of football which I'll never ever watch back: so Arsenal Champions League 2006 final, and then the Euro. Uh, never watch. It's just, you got you got to let it go. You got to forget about it. As soon yeah. as the highlights, so, as soon as someone talks, just switch it off. I, it's, um, yeah, when you reach a final and you do uh, lose it in that manner, it's just. And if we were to go and win the World Cup next year, maybe it'd be, be a bit different. Oh, but, don't yeah. start with that. Don't start but, with uh, that. Let the documentary uh, of Euro 2020 come out first, mate. Yeah, you can watch uh, that for the next 20 years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah her, her painful times, my bro. Painful times. Thing is, mate, things are looking up for you. You're going back to the football, and uh, yeah, let's let's hope Arsenal have a good season for you this season. Yeah, I mean, I'm not that bothered about the Arsenal, mate. I mean, it is what it is, really. You sort of get to that that place now where it's like you've got no expectations. You know what you're in for. So um, I'm not with the Arsenal. I'm actually not stressing, mate. I'm just going to enjoy going to the football and enjoy you know, being in back in the ground again, catching up with people, having a few beers. It's all good. It's all good, mate. It's all good. It's all part of it. I mean, the problem is the club's, the club's just, you know, in a, in a bad state. But um, there's nothing I can do about that. So you just got to let it go. 
Yeah, and try your best to get on that Amazon Prime, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it would be like Arsenal lose away to West Brom uh, League Cup on a Wednesday night, and you see some nutter running on the pitch, having you confronting Arteta, and then you'd be like, "Hey, I know that guy." <laughs> oh, nice one. Well, mate, it was um, nice to finally catch up with you. It's been uh, well over a month now since I last spoke to you. Um, yeah, it's gone quick, isn't it? Yeah, it's good to see that you've uh, you've, you've moved on, a slight moved on about. The whole England stuff, and uh, well, you were the one who brought it up, mate, not me. And then uh, you'll get a uh, well, moving on from one disappointment to another, really. <laughs> well, that's it. Although, like I said, with the Arsenal, I've got no real expectations, so I mean, you know, we'll see what happens. You never know, football's a funny old thing. That's fine, all right, mate. Take care, buddy. Look after yourself, Eddie. All the best, mate. Stay all safe, good. and all the best to viewers in New Zealand. Now, you look after yourself, uh, enjoy, um, yeah, enjoy everything New Zealand has to offer. Yeah, until Cindy shuts us down. <laughs> again. <laughs> again. Back again. <laughs> Back again. Well, thanks uh, for listening to another episode of the Extra Trials from a podcast and uh, we'll be back with you soon. Have a good one. Kaki Danov. <laughs> <laughs>